Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Welcome to episode 42, the Jackie Robinson episode. It is. If you were expecting to find out how Coppin State did at the end of the season, then you're going to have to wait an episode. Um, probably the most iconic number in baseball. I thought it was important 42. that we do a special episode. We need to build up a few special episodes as well, because we're not going to be able to record every week during the summer. So by doing this, means we can save an episode for a little bit later, and uh, this will count as one of those. So yeah, episode 43 has actually already been recorded, the final week of the NEC season. And actually, I put out on Twitter the other day, JJ, pretty much what's probably going to be our next six episodes we kind of already know we've got jackie robinson end of nec the nec tournament and then we got some games that we reviewed that we went to but haven't reviewed yet the georgetown game uh we went to the game down in fredericksburg at mary washington so we've got a few things that we're going to talk about for sure and we'll probably go to some games as well probably in the next couple probably. of weeks as well so um, yeah we've got a few things to do now this was actually going to be a kind of a review in itself um, after we left Coppin State, and we're not going to talk about that at all because that's the next episode, we stopped off on the way back at the uh, South Maryland Blue Crabs. And one of the reasons I wanted to stop was, well, one, it was on the way, which was helpful because it's not easy to get to from our house. But also, it was the 10th anniversary of 42, the film all about Jackie Robinson. Now, um, I don't know if you want to talk anything about that game at all. It was Blue Crabs versus Staten Island Ferry. All right. Do you want to talk about... No, you don't have to... I've got the box score there, but that's really for later. Do you want to talk about anything that you did there? You well, probably can't I mean, talk much I, baseball, can you? Well, I went to the kids' part, uh-huh. um, which was pretty fun, but then I went to the boats. Uh-huh. Um, and I, and they got bumper very, boats there. Yeah. That squirt water. Yeah, that was fun. And you had unlimited rides because yeah. it was part of the wristband. And that wasn't yeah. open last time we were there. Yeah. And the reason that you didn't really watch any baseball was, I kind of told you when we went, I was like, this game could get rained out. Yeah, so and I decided to do that as much as I could. So you decided to do that, and the forecast was not looking good. We knew that they might not even get a full game in. And yeah. they did manage to get a full game in, but we left a little bit before the end because we saw how dark it was getting. Yeah. And as we got into the car, it did actually start raining. So we timed it kind of perfectly. Um, we got out before the mad rush with everybody else getting out. Um, we knew that it was a complete game at that point. Well, we knew there was enough for a game because I think they were top of the fifth. Yeah, it was... Um, no, bottom. Sorry, bottom of the yeah, fifth. Yeah, it was bottom of the fifth. Yeah, they'd already done that. And actually, they did get a little further. So, I don't know if you want to tell us the score for this one. Right. You didn't know how it finished and I didn't if tell you. They didn't really score much, but in no. the third, um, the Blue Crabs did score one. Mm-hmm. And that was... That was, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was it. They did manage to get um, the sixth in, and then you can see that the the box on the seventh is highlighted. So they started the seventh inning, but they didn't get to finish it, and that was enough for the game. Uh, Birch took the win, two and two. They could have just stopped at the end of the fifth inning. Um, well, if it was you can, about to start raining. If you can keep playing, they're obviously going to keep playing for a little bit longer. But we we still had an hour of traffic, and I didn't want to drive in torrential rain because I'd already heard from mommy that it was bad in Virginia. So I was like, I'd kind of like to get on the road. And it was starting as quick to flood on Route One. Yeah, yeah, that's Starting. right. Starting. Yeah, it, thankfully by the time we got here, that wasn't happening. But yeah, not great conditions. And um, so, what did you? Uh, what did we find out about the film Forty Two? Then what was the Nothing. Ten, ten, 
Yeah, nothing. Uh, the only thing I saw was a picture of um, 42 on the scoreboard, and that was it. I didn't hear anything else. Actually, one other thing I did forget. They did have some people selling stuff on the concourse, but most of it was not baseball related. It yeah. was like um, smelling candles and things like that. But there was somebody from uh, the Negro Leagues who was on um, oh uh, Satchel Page's All-Star team. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the person, unfortunately. They do have kind of some cool he memorabilia. Played he played um, on I, the team? He played on, he didn't, I don't know if Satchel Page managed it. I, I didn't get to, we didn't get to talk to him or anything, so I don't know. Um, but I did see he had like a Baltimore Black Sox cap. So yeah. I didn't recognize that as a Negro League team, I'll be honest. I recognize it. Okay, I didn't recognize that specific name. Because um, it's Baltimore. You did get asked a couple of times, or I got asked a couple of times, did you go to Coppin State? Yes. So in the playground, uh, somebody asked us, one of the... Uh, uh, one of the young women who was working there, and she said that she had some friends at Coppin State, and one of the other guys asked us, he's like, oh, you went to Coppin State? And so we kind of told him the story how we were into Coppin State, but yeah, um, so not much to talk about the game, so why don't we get straight into the Jackie Robinson section? I was hoping we were going to learn right. a little bit extra for this episode, but hey, didn't quite work out that way. Alright, in 1935, Robinson graduated from Washington Junior High School and enrolled at John Muir High School. Recognizing his athletic talents, Robinson's older brothers Frank and Mac inspired Jackie to pursue his interest in sports. And after Muir, Robinson attended Pasadena Junior College, where he continued his athletic career by participating in basketball, I football, baseball, and track. And on the football team, he played quarterback and safety, so he was a two-way player, which I is not uncommon in yeah. those days, actually. And he was a shortstop and leadoff hitter for the baseball team, and he broke an American Junior College broad jump record held by his brother Mac with a jump of 25 feet, 6.5 inches in 1938. Now, I don't know if you recognize that one. Do you know what a broad jump is? I'm not is it 100%. just like a standing jump? Correct. It's like the long jump, but you don't take a run-up. It's just a standstill one. Um, they don't really do that anymore, so it's just, I don't know, I guess it's more exciting when you run up, right? Because you can get more mm -hmm. speed and you can jump further. But that's exactly what I think it is. And I think I've heard of Pasadena. Yeah, Pasadena's in uh, California. Yep. Yeah. I've been. I've I think through. I've heard of Pasadena College, too. Oh, okay. M might be from Jackie Robinson, probably. No one surprised All me. All right. After Gadger graduating from PJC, um... In spring 1939, Jackie Robinson enrolled at UCLA, where he became the school's first athlete to win varsity letters in four sports: baseball, basketball, tr football, and track. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's, that's pretty that's difficult. Good. Yeah, to get four. Uh, Mason got three this year. He played golf. He did wrestling, and he played lacrosse, and he was working all year. So to get four, yeah, you've probably got to be uh, doubling down somewhere. Obviously kind of difficult. Um, in track and field... Or you could just um, pick a sport that's, like, in each quarter of the school. Uh, you can, but they normally go on for, like... It's normally, like, thirds of years. It's, like, fall sports, uh, winter sports, and then spring sports. Because, obviously, summer, you're not at college, so... It's not quite so easy to do. Um, in track and field, Robinson won the 1940 NCAA Championships in the long jump at 20... Oh, I don't know if that is true, then. If in the long jump, he won at 24 feet, but he did the broad jump of 25 feet, it would be more difficult. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So perhaps the broad jump isn't that then. Um, baseball uh, baseball was Robinson's worst sport at UCLA. Mm -hmm. He hit, do you want to guess his average for his only season? Uh, so he wasn't even playing every year either. All right. I'm thinking like 150. Um, lower. 
097. Oh, um, although in his first game, he did go 4 He'd for... probably be benched. He went 4 for 4, and he okay. twice stole home. So, um, yeah, surprisingly... But I think after... I think with the 097, he's being benched. Um, could be. Um, it's kind of surprising. You wouldn't think that somebody like Jackie Robinson would have that type of season. But it just goes to show you, it doesn't always work out. Sometimes you have good seasons, sometimes you have bad seasons. Alright, in 1942, Jackie Robinson was drafted and assigned to a segregated Army cavalry unit at Fort Riley. I didn't know they had cavalry units in 1942. Mm -hmm. That seems a bit, um... Hmm. It might just be a term. It might not be quite what you're thinking of. Alright. Upon finishing OCS, Robinson was commissioned as a second lieutenant in January 1943. Now, I kind of cut out the ending of his career for this because it didn't really go particularly well for him in the Army, necessarily. Um, In early 1945, the Kansas City Monarchs sent him a written offer to play professional baseball in the Negro Leagues. And Robinson accepted a contract of uh, $400 per month. It's not that much, but back then it kind of $5,000 a year? That was a lot in those days. Yeah. yeah. For somebody who batted 097 in college? I said that wasn't that <laughs> much, but it's good for back then. For someone who batted 097 in college? I know. I think that's kind of a lot. Right, Obviously, in, they knew. The He'd mid- actually been playing other ball at this time yeah. as well, so they knew he was better than right. that. In the mid-1940s, Branch Rickey, club president and general manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers, began to scout the Negro Leagues for a possible addition to the Dodgers roster. Ricky selected Robinson and interviewed him for a possible assignment to Brooklyn's International League Farm Club, the Montreal Royals. Now, when I discussed this with you, originally you were going to research Jackie Robinson. Of course, that didn't happen, so it came down to me to do the research. But I said we could kind of do it like we do with like Coppin State. We normally review the whole series and pick out three games. So I thought like, I could pick out like three games that were significant to Jackie Robinson. So one that I wanted to do was his first game for the Monarchs. I th- I'm assuming his last game for the... I thought about that, but I didn't actually do that. Um, I picked his first game when he broke the color barrier. And I'm assuming most people who listen to this yeah. uh, podcast, even if they don't follow baseball but I think a lot of people know that Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and um, for the last one I actually picked he only won one World Series so I actually picked one of the World Series games as well you should have picked the the winning game Uh, well I guess we'll find out I guess that would make sense right because well, I don't know if we They did. just won the World Series, so yes. That was the only World Series he won, so All right. they must have won that game. Pick the win winning the game, then. All right, well, actually, there's a slight twist on this, and I actually learned quite a few things that I didn't know about this. Now, I'm going to tell you, it, I could not find a box score for this game. Mm-hmm. So, um, April 18th, 1946, Montreal Royals versus, I think it's Jersey City, but I'm not even sure about that. I, I was going to try and look it up, but from the article I read, I couldn't find it. And um, one of the organizations called Sabre, they have lots of members who go back and research things. And one of the persons actually wrote an article based on this. Uh, so Frederick C. Bush, I took a lot of stuff from his article. So um, I thought we could read a little bit about this. So let's start off with the game then. All right. When Jack Roosevelt Robinson went to bat in the top of the first inning on April 18th, 1946, on, that, on a field that bore his middle name, Roosevelt Field? I didn't know that either. I thought that was kind of cool. I like that little stat in there, yeah. 
He made history as the first black player in organized baseball in the 20th century. Now, I like the fact that they added organized baseball and 20th century, because you know some players yeah. who... Because some people say Jackie Robinson was the first person to break the color barrier. No. But there were previous players, so give me, can you remember any of the other players? Moses Fleetwood Walker. Moses Fleetwood Walker is probably the most famous one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, until a player refused to play with him. I think it was Cap Anderson was the first one. Um, even though he was in the Hall of Fame, he was like, yeah, we're not playing um, if that person's playing on the field. And I think eventually they did, but then after that they were like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. And then, yeah, it was a color barrier for a long time. So I like that they included that in there. Alright. On opening day, a paid attendance of night of 50... What, hold on, what did you say? 19? Hold on, do you have math as well this week? Alright. I did let's that try already. That, let's try that one again. Alright. On opening day, a paid attendance of 51,872... That's a lot. That is a lot. I was shocked it was that many. This is minor leagues. So, Jeez. but you know why so many people turned up? Why the story uh, about Jackie Robinson? Wait, a I'm lot of people want to see him. A lot of African American fans I went to sure. go see him. I'm sure. Yep. Um, so, did they play in that big of a stadium then? No. Right. It only had a capacity for for um two twenty five thousand fans. So you already told me what happens there. So what happens then if they have more people than they have seats? Well, for? they will just put put them on the field. If it goes past, it's a ground rule triple. Yeah, they used to have the rope out and they could fit more people in. I'm sure Wait, a lot of people were standing as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I was shocked there was that attendance. I didn't think that perhaps many people would have even gone to see that. Obviously, it was such a big thing. And that kind of really did surprise me, actually. All right. All right tell us a little bit more. Um, the result was that the park, he um, was practically filled at 1.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And when Mayor... Frank Haig threw out the first ball at 3 p.m. So it was filled at 1.30, uh-huh. but um, it started at 3? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. They came. There was not an empty seat inside. They came an hour and 30 before. Absolutely. So obviously people were super excited to see Jackie Robinson playing. I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. at that. I, I understood the historical significance of it looking back, but I had no idea 51,000 people went to see a minor league game. I did not it's know anything like league that. Game. And people turning. The only time I've seen people turning up that early to see a game was when I went to see Barry Bonds. Uh, play at or uh, play at Camden Yards because it was the that was before interleague play. It was the first time I think that the Giants had ever played in Baltimore, or the first time in a long, long time. And everyone wanted to see Barry Bonds hit batting practice home run balls. And the same thing, it was everybody packed. probably wanted to catch it. It was packed. I seem to remember lining up two hey, Dad, hours early, and that, you could could move. A home run ball was probably going to be going to be like worth two dollars. Uh, everyone was there was a lot. Oh, he hit one after another after another. Exactly, it was the best thing I've ever seen. Exactly, you probably hit. Like, every ball was either a home run ball, or it was just really far. We just didn't care. Oh, he's the best hitter I've ever seen by a significantly long way. Uh, Those fans fortunate enough to gain entrance applauded as Robinson, the second batter of the game, stepped to the plate. Smith observed of the crowd, they were for him. They all knew how he had overcome many obstacles in the Deep South, and yet through it all, he was standing at the plate as the second baseman of the Montreal Royals. The applause they gave so willingly was a salute of appreciation and admiration. On a 3-2 pitch, Robinson grounded out to giant shortstop uh, Jamie Almendro. So, the thing that's interesting for this one as well, we obviously know on his debut game, how was he treated by the fans? Um, um, 
probably not good. No, it wasn't. They were booing him. Even his own players didn't want to play with him on that day. So the fact that his debut a year earlier, you can see why they'd want to start him in uh, Montreal first, where he's actually got people who are going to support him um, and give him that positive experience. So, um, yeah, I thought that side was really interesting. Um, Jackie turned in a... Jackie turned in a four for five day at the plate that included a homer, two stolen bases, four runs scored, and four RBIs. Pretty good debut, right? That it was pretty good. Wendell Smith rap rhapsodized. That's kind of a tough word. That Jolton Jackie Robinson, the California Comet, looms tonight, Thursday, as the newest and most. Spectacular satellite to blaze across the International League baseball heavens in a decade. Now, I've never heard of Jolt in Jackie Robinson. I've heard of Jolt in Joe DiMaggio. So I'm guessing that didn't catch on. And I've never heard the California Comet. So I don't know. Perhaps that one never... Probably because he was born in Georgia. Uh, well, he was. his college life was over in California. So like UCLA and Pasadena, well, I said earlier. Georgia Comet? Um, I don't think that starts with the same letter. G and C are not the same letter. <laughs> C and C time. Alliteration always sounds better. That's why they picked Jolton, because it goes with Jackie. It's J and J. You should know that, JJ. Jolton, Jackie. You should know that part. Um, and, yeah, I don't have a scorecard for you. I can't tell you any of his uh, teammates. I, I can't tell you anything for that one at all. So, let's move on to game two, then. This is the Major League debut in 1947. Um... All right, so did they manage to get 51,000 at Dodger Stadium to see Jackie Robinson's nope. attendance? 26,000. <laughs> so it's about half. April yeah. 15th, 1947. You did ask me when is Jackie Robinson Day, and I did say it's April 15th, because now they celebrate it every day. Um, it was at Ebbets Field, and um, yeah, go ahead. That's you a got, short game. You got the... Um, yeah. Except the game duration was two hours 26. We know in that time frame, but there was no commercials or anything. People used to get on with the game. There was no wasting time. People didn't always used to come out. Often it was just one pitcher. They didn't have a bullpen or anything I like know. that. One guy would go through nine innings, and then probably three days later, he would go through another nine innings. Jeez. So, yeah, very different time. So, all right, tell us about the game then. You got the scorecard there. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't the, have uh... been a pitcher back then. Because uh, that's a lot of work. That is a lot. Of... Oh, actually, um, I'm going to see. Let me see. I'm going to cover this up just for a second. I actually have the lineup. Do you know any of uh, Jackie's teammates for that debut? Uh, Eddie Stanky. Eddie he Stanky was, was. He was on that era. Eddie Stanky Pee-wee was Reese, actually. I remember from the book. Very good. Yeah, Pee Wee Reese was shortstop. Yeah, and um, oh, I should have asked you what position did Jackie play on his debut? First. He did. I didn't know that. I only think of Jackie Robinson as a second baseman, so I was really surprised. Uh, the full lineup was Eddie Stanky second base was batting first, Jackie Robinson second was first base, Pete Riser center fielder, uh, third, Dixie Walker right fielder. Oh yeah, Dixie Walker you might remember I from the film known. then. He was the yeah. one that did not like Jackie at all. Yeah, I remember. Uh, Gene Hermansky was left field, batting fifth. Bruce Edwards was catcher sixth. Uh, Spider Jorgensen, that's an unusual name. Uh, third base at seven. Pee Wee Reese was batting eighth. I didn't know that Pee Wee Reese was that low down the batting lineup. Shortstop. And then the pitcher on the day was Joe Hatton. And for the Boston Braves, uh, Dick Culler was shortstop first. Johnny Hopp was uh, center fielder second. Mike McCormack, right field third. Uh, Bob Elliott, third base fourth. Uh, Danny Litweiler, left field in fifth. Uh, Earl Torgerson was first base in sixth. Phil Massey was catcher in seventh. Connie Ryan was second baseman in eighth. 
and the pitcher was Johnny Sane, who was uh, batting ninth. Um, a lot of the Dodgers names you knew. I just read you all the Braves names. How many of the Braves names did you know? None. None? Oh, I was hoping you might recognize at least one. The last one, Johnny Sane. I thought you remembered the little rhyme about him. Oh, yeah. Spawn and Sane? Pray for rain. That's right. They had they only had two pitchers who were any good. So on the third day, they had to hope for rain so Cooper? they could go back to uh, to Spawn. Now, I looked on the list. I didn't really know any of those players at all. So obviously the Dodgers team has kind of stood the test of time. Uh, but the Boston Braves, um, certainly not so much. All right. You want to tell us how Jackie's debut went then? Um, like his stats? Well, do you want to tell us how the, the Dodgers game. did, and then you can tell us about some of the stats right. or the players? In or... the, f they didn't score anything for the first three. Uh huh. But in the fourth, the Dodgers scored one. Uh -huh. The Braves scored one in the fifth, uh -huh. and then in the sixth, the Braves scored two. The Dodgers scored one. So we got a tie at this point at two to two. Actually, it's three two. Oh, three to two. Man, you'd think I could do one out of two is three, wouldn't you? That's pretty embarrassing. All right. Braves won in three to two. And then in the seventh, the Dodgers scored three, and they won five to three. They did. The Braves actually had more hits, eight to six. But one error for both teams. Both teams had one error. Uh, Johnny Singh took the loss. Uh, Hal Gregg took the win. And Hugh Casey took the save for this one. Um, any stats? I'm sure you want to tell us how Jackie did on his uh, debut. Um, He had three at-bats, mm -hmm. one run... Zero hits, zero RBIs, and zero walks. Now, that makes that's curious. I looked at that stat, and I'm like, so how did he get a run, then? If he didn't get a hit, and he didn't get a base on ball, how did he get on base? Error? I don't know. Like, uh, I looked at that stat, and I was like, I don't. this doesn't make sense. So the stats are very different in those days, as I was looking. They also had an at-bats, which we're used to, but I actually yeah. cut off the next <laughs> column. The next col column actually said plate appearances. It said he had four plate appearances. So, oh, that's that. Um, so then that, that's like the number of times he went to the plate. I understand. But that. the at bat is. Um, but he didn't have a base on balls. See, that's normally. I'm how assuming it's probably an error. I don't know. I, I Wait, but if he got a run, then wouldn't it be an RBI? Uh, no, that would be somebody else who drove him in. He wouldn't get an RBI unless he drove somebody else in. But if he didn't have a hit, then he's not going to drive. Wait, but if in. he drives himself in, he, he would have had a hit. Oh, he did have one. No, he didn't have any hits. No, he had one run, but no hits. I didn't, so he didn't have it. So, yeah, I'm kind of confused by that one. Um, anyone else that stood out for you on the Brooklyn Dodgers? They only had six Pete hits. Pete Reiser so. had three hits. That's pretty impressive. Besides, Pete, Pete Reiser had more than the rest of three the team runs. combined. Uh, three three runs. runs. Oh, yeah. Two hits, two RBIs, two now, I think balls. that's different from how they do the scorecard now. Don't they normally have hits first and then runs afterwards? Because yeah. we just made the same mistake like three times in a row, and it is kind of confusing for that one. Um, for the Braves, there was one player with three hits, actually. Uh, Mike McCormick, who was playing right field, had three Wait, hits. Wait, McCormick? Oh, and actually... McCormick. Okay, what about McCormick? It's a seasoning brand. Oh, it is. And yeah. actually, uh, Connie Ryan had three hits as well. So between those two, they had six. Only one person else... had five at-bats. Johnny Hopp. Uh-huh. Now, I also have, because I know you like to know the pitchers, having said that they don't know much of a bullpen, um, they didn't actually go complete games. So do you want to tell us how the uh, pitchers did? Um, Johnny Sane pitched six innings, gave up six hits, mm -hmm. five runs, three earned runs, so five baseball balls, came from, two yeah. strikeouts, 
in an ERA of 4.50. Yeah, um, kind of a lot of walks for Johnny Singh there. I was kind of, this was his first start of the season. Well, actually, I don't know if it's his first start of the season, but it's his first loss of the season, so it's pretty early. So perhaps he was just getting warmed up. And um, yeah, uh, Mort Cooper came in for one inning with no hits, and then actually Walt Lef- Lanfranconi came in and also didn't give up any hits. Two strikeouts. And uh, two strikeouts, yes. Uh, what about the Brooklyn Dodgers pitching then? Um, Joe Hatton must have actually Joe Hatton didn't take the win because they were behind as you rightly said they were 3-2 mm-hmm. down weren't they in the 7th so yeah Um, he pitched 6 innings mm-hmm. gave up 6 hits mm-hmm. gave up 3 runs 1 earned run mm-hmm. 3 base on balls Two strikeouts. So yeah, one run in six innings. One point fifty. Yeah, that good. one. That was exactly what it would be. Because if you gave up one run in six innings, then in the next three innings you'd give up half as many as that, which is a half, and one plus a half is one and a half. So that's where that would ERA came from. So what happened from the bullpen then? Um, how Greg pitched two point one innings, gave up two hits, two base and balls, two strikeouts. Uh-huh. Hugh Casey. Pitched zero point two innings and had one strikeout, and that's why their ERA is a zero because they didn't give up any runs at all. So this obviously was uh, like the first game of the season. Now um, Lyle Spatz this time of Saber wrote a review of this game. Um, the Dodgers signed Robinson to a minor league contract just five days before Major. the. I'm sorry, Major League contract, yes. Just five days before the start of the 1947 season. Um, I'm just making sure I'm not stealing anything from you. No, I don't think so. Um, Baseball people, especially those in Brooklyn, were still digesting the previous day's news that Leo DeRocha had a one-year suspension for conduct detrimental to baseball when the story broke of Robinson's promotion for the Montreal Royals. Um, I don't know. He obviously did something like, I don't know, the commissioner sucks. I don't think that's what he did. All right, well, but, that, that's perhaps, something to research. It was, and I forgot to look up. But yeah, you've heard of Leo DeRocha. I um, know that you know who that is. Can you imagine losing that manager for a year just I as you're trying to bring in Jackie Robinson? Leo so Exactly. So that was something that I didn't know about this story either. There's a good song about it. There is. Robinson had played second base for the International League Montreal Royals in 46, but on orders from the Dodgers, he had been working out at first all spring. And he played first base in Brooklyn's final three exhibition games against the Yankees. So, yeah, I always assumed Jackie Robinson played second. I did not know he played first. Certainly not on his debut. I didn't know that. Uh, Jack made the game's first putout, receiving the throw from Fellow. What's a putout? Out. He he caught the ball, so he didn't throw it in, but he caught the ball. Um, From fellow rookie Spider Jorgensen on Dick Culler's ground ball to third base. Interim manager Clyde Sukforth had Robinson bat in second, and he stepped in against Johnny Sane for his first major league at bat, but he was retired easily on a bouncer to third baseman Bob Elliott. And um, in the fifth inning, uh, sorry, third inning, he flied out to left fielder. And Robinson appeared to have got his first big league hit in the fifth, but shortstop Culler made an outstanding play on his ground ball and turned it into a well-executed 6-4-3 double play. And in the seventh... Oh, now we know the answer. In the seventh, Robinson laid down a bunt, putting the ball deftly up the right side to advance Stanky. Boston's first baseman, Earl Torgerson, fielded it, but with Robinson speeding down the line, he was forced to hurry his throw. The ball hit Jack and caromed away, allowing him to take second and Stanky to reach third. So, yes, there was an error. But if it would have been a bunt, if he was trying to advance the runner, then that would have been a sacrifice bunt as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how he got on base, and that's how he didn't have any hits. So that kind of makes a little bit more sense now for that one. All right, game three. 
I want to talk about the 1956 World Series. This is between the Yankees and the Dodgers. This Scott is the only. <laughs> this is the only one that the Dodgers won. I know. Uh, game six, and this I is know. Thomas J. Brown from uh, Saber this time. The Brooklyn Dodgers were all smiles after they swept the Yankees at Ebbets Field, leaving them just one game away from the elusive World Series championship. Duke Snyder, the hero of the fifth game after hitting Duke two Snyder. home runs, I know you know who Duke Snyder is as well, was asked if it was his biggest day as a player. Snyder responded, nope, that'll be tomorrow when we wrap this thing up. Other players are equally confident. Jackie Robinson told his teammates, four straight, four straight, just you wait and see. So, this is Monday, October the 3rd, uh, 1956. Um, I thought I had the... Oh, here we go. We're on to the what next game? one. There we go. There's your right. scorecard for this one. So, um, it's so game six? This is game six. Yep. Alright, the attendance of 64,000. You'd expect a lot for... So, yeah. this is a World Series um, crucial uh, yeah. game. Where the Brooklyn Dodgers could win their first World Series. Yeah. It's only a little bit more than that game in Montreal. I know. That's amazing to me. That's 14,000 more. Yeah. Um, it was 2 hours 34. Okay. And, alright. In the first, Yankees scored 5. The fourth, Dodgers scored 1. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Okay, so final score? One to five. Now, you said, obviously, I'm going to pick the game when they won the World Series, right? Mm -hmm. So, why the heck am I giving you their loss? That doesn't make any sense, does it? That literally makes no sense. Yeah. And I'm going to explain to you now why I had to give you this. Um, the pitching on that day was uh, Carl Spooner. He went 0.1 innings. So, he only had one out. Five earned runs. Um, so, they had to bring in somebody else. Russ Meyer, who came in. 13.50. Exactly. Jeez. So, they were in trouble. So they just couldn't get an out. Five out, five runs from the first out. So yeah, the Dodgers were in trouble on this game. And um, do you see the winning pitcher for the Yankees? Whitey Ford. I know you know who Whitey Ford is now. Complete yes. game, only four hits, one earned run, and his ERA so far in the playoffs is two point one two. So you can now see why Whitey Ford is such a good player, right? Yeah. Because I know you know the name, but I know you don't really know any stats. I think his name was Edwin. It was. Yeah, it's Edwin Ford. Yep, yeah, it was Edwin. In case you didn't know that, that's the new fun fact. Absolutely. Now, that fun fact, <laughs> baseball fun fact. Uh huh. Now, I'm going to show you then a different game, because I have to show you two games for this one. So, tell us about game six, and I think you'll know why I gave All you right. this. In the fourth, the Brooklyn Dodgers scored one. In the sixth, they scored one. They won. Two. Who won? The Dodgers. Two. The Dodgers did win. Zero. So, that means then they were therefore the World Series champions. Zero. Um, eight runs, eight hits for the Yankees, but it wasn't enough. So, why didn't I pick this game then, if we're doing our episode on Jackie Robinson? Yeah, why the heck know. did I not pick this game to review, and I picked the previous game to review? I don't know. Have a look at that lineup. Why is he not playing? Exactly! I don't know. Jackie Robinson wasn't playing on the game. So, I always associate Jackie Robinson with the 1955 World Series. He didn't even play in the game when they won the World Series. He I was know on the five bench people who played. Uh-huh. Um, Pee Wee Reese, Duke Snyder, Roy mm -hmm. Campanella. Yep. Phil Rizzuto and Yogi Berra. Oh, you're looking on the other side as well. Yeah. Uh, Billy Martin ended up being the manager for the Yankees. Um, I'm going to mention a few more names. Carl Farillo, I actually think I have his autograph if I look carefully. Gil Hodges, I'm not sure if he is in the Hall of Fame now, but a lot of people wanted him to be. Don Zimmer. Oh, yeah, Gil Hodges. You recognize that name yeah. now? Yeah. 
Don Zimmer was actually a coach for the Yankees um, in a 2003-2004 time um, when the Red Sox went on to win the World Series that year. And uh, Johnny Podres, I actually think I have an autograph of his as well. Uh, he's a very, another very famous Dodgers player. So, um, yeah. Um, the Yankees, yeah, a lot of those players. For people who know baseball, they're going to Americanize a lot of these names. Bill. Phil Rizzuto, Scooter, uh, Billy Martin, Gil McDonald. Um, oh, sorry, Bill McDougald. I thought it was McDonald. Bill McDougald, Yogi Berra, Yogi. Hank Bauer, <laughs> Yogi, of course, Bill Scourum, uh, Bob Serve, I don't recognize. Actually. I only know Yogi Berra for the Red Sox. He didn't play for the Red Sox. I thought he did. No, he's Yankees. He has picture with him holding both his hands out and he's got a ring on every finger he won 10 world series Dang. yeah so he had one on every finger uh elston howard is actually famous because he was the first um, african-american player who played for the yankees so that kind of fits in nicely with the episode that we're doing here and actually i don't recognize the picture tommy Byrne. a lot of those players i don't know quite as uh well so the story of the dodgers that season was in 1955 the dodgers won their first Wait, Dad, 10- i just realized pitchers also have to bat so, they do. So they throw complete games uh-huh. and bat. They do, yep, yep. They no- probably didn't last as long. In 1955, the Dodgers won their first 10 games and started the season 22-2. and Their first place lead grew to 17 games in early September, and they were in first place from April 16th. So the Dodgers had a pretty easy run through. Um, we knew they were going to be a good team that year. Um, in case you didn't realize then, they had lost the World Series five times to the New York Yankees. 1947-1949-1952-1953. So you kind of feel bad that the Dodgers that just they just came up against really good teams in the 40s with Yogi Berra and players like that. Um, with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning in Game Seven of the 1955 World Series, Elston Howard groun
But they're all here, and I just hope you don't mind if I say just a word of thanks and tribute to my advisor and wonderful friend, a man who I consider the father, Mr. Branch Rickey. And my mother, who taught me so much of the important things early in life, I appreciate no end my mother, Mrs. Robinson. And lastly, ladies and gentlemen, my wife, who has been such a wonderful inspiration to me, and a person who has guided and advised me throughout our entire marriage, I could not have been here today without her help. And, um, yeah, um, he actually apologised that he spoke for too long. His whole speech was only like two and a half minutes. It wasn't really very long. But it was significant that he mentioned Branch Rickey, who we talked about earlier. And um, I don't know if you realise, his wife is actually still alive. I know. Yeah, she's like over 100 yes, now. She's Rachel. Good. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. We're talking about somebody who made his debut in 1947, and we're now in 2023, and his wife's still alive. Kind of, uh, yeah, kind of amazing, really, that that did happen. Uh, let me see what I got here for you. So that was his Hall of Fame. Is this speech. the last um, page? Last page. And then we do the name game. <laughs> I think. Let me guess. That's something that you like doing nowadays. Yes. All right. All right. Um. Jackie's last public appearance was at Game 2 of World, the World Series on October 15, 1972 to commemorate the 25th anniversary of his MLB debut. Um, he also did a speech on that day. Uh, he said, I was just really a spoke in the wheel of the success we had some 25 years ago. Um, he thanked P. Ree Reese for attending the event and also expressed that it would have been a real pleasure if Mr. Ricky could have been here today. I'm not sure exactly when Branch Ricky died, but obviously within that 25 years. Uh, Robinson then stated that he was thankful that his family was with him for the day and thanked baseball for the tremendous opportunities it has presented to me and also for this thrilling afternoon. He carried on, quote, I am extremely proud and pleased to be here this afternoon, but must admit that I'm going to be tremendously more pleased and more proud when I look at that third base coach line one day and see a black face managing in baseball. Thank you very much. So, um, yeah, he was actually heavily Brooks involved Robinson. in the... Uh, no. I think. No, the he's a third baseman. And also not African-American either. Other Robinson. Oh, Frank Robinson. Yeah. I was going to say. There was two. <laughs> it was Frank Robinson. I was there was two And he did play for the, for Orioles, the Orioles as well. So okay. I can see why you, you just totally threw me a curveball because I'm like, Brooks Robinson. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Frank Robinson. I forgot and I actually Frank. got to see Frank Robinson was actually the first manager of the Nationals. So I actually went to the Nationals first game and I was very close to uh, um, Frank Robinson when he came out. So he was kind of waving to the crowd and stuff. Um, and sadly, he died nine days later, on October 24th, 1972. So he never actually got to see his wish at all. Um, you would never realize that he was going to be... I don't think anyone realized it was going to be that close to him actually, unfortunately, passing away so early. Um, it How was did he die? Uh, he had diabetes, and there was certain complications as well. I think that was the, the reason in the end. Um, but yeah, not very old at all. I think he was 53, so very young, for obviously for an athlete. And um, the reason it was so late is MLB didn't get its act together and everyone kept pushing them. Hey, it's 25th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. Are you going to do anything? And they didn't do anything. So this was the World Series. It was literally their last chance to do anything to uh, commemorate it. Obviously, since 1972, obviously things have changed a little bit. So... Right. On the 50th anniversary of his debut in 1997, MLB retired his uniform number 42 across all major league teams. He was the first professional athlete in any sport to be Honored. So to honored. be so honored. Mm -hmm. MLB also adopted a new annual tradition, Jackie Robinson Day. For the first time on April 15, 2004, on which every player on 
on every team place where's number 42 now when i first came to the states with that rule that was introduced in 97 anybody who still wore number 42 was allowed to keep wearing number 42 if they wanted to but no new players could so one player i think you might have heard of the yankees closer mariana rivera was one of the most famous players to wear number 42 so he might have been the last one in the majors actually um, to wear number 42. i thought there was also a manager uh, you just got to me on that point. So our local minor league team was the Potomac Nationals, who were not there anymore, but their third base coach also wore number 42. I can't remember the reason. It might have been because he lived in Brooklyn, so he remembered Jackie Robinson. And, uh, yeah, he continued to wear it, but I don't think anybody does now on the minors. We have noticed college players can wear 42, though. Yeah. Uh, but probably because he didn't wear 42 yeah. in college. I'm trying to remember which number it was. It's either 5 or 9, I think it's I saw. It's a single number. It's a single digit, yeah. I remember reading... It, and I didn't write it down so for some one, reason. One, two, three, four, five. Six, I'm putting it to five seven, or nine. I'm eight, pretty sure it's one of those two. Now, continuing the story, though, the Jackie Robinson Museum is a museum and educational center on Varick Street in Manhattan that honors the legacy of Jackie Robinson. The museum, the city's first to primarily focus on the civil rights movement, opened in 2022 after more than 14 years of planning and construction. The museum's collection includes more than 4,000 artifacts, most from the Robinson's family's own collection, highlighted by Robinson's own original National Baseball Hall of Fame plaque. The museum, which also showcases Robinson's civil rights work, is operated by the Jackie Robinson Foundation. So, I thought it was a good little review of his life. We didn't talk, I didn't talk much about his very early life. Um, you did kind of mention that he grew up in Georgia, but then he moved across to California later. was when he was born. Uh-huh. Um, but we kind of covered some of the key things, and yeah, even still in 2022, uh, still very relevant. It's a name that people recognize, but I do want to go see that Jackie Robinson Museum. Yeah. Um, I think it was supposed to I open... I forgot where it was. It was in New York. Okay. It was New York City. Manhattan. Another reason to go to New York City. Absolutely. Um, I remember getting emails around COVID times, so in, two, in 2020, um, they were trying to get things set up, and it kind of slowed them down a little bit. So I think it probably would have opened up um, a little bit earlier if it wasn't for that one. I think Jackson's favorite section of the of the show now, mainly because you asked about six times during the episode recording for episode forty three, which hasn't been released yet. Are we doing the name game? We're doing the name game. We're doing the name. I think you like doing the name game now. So you didn't like it when I. Well, you did like it, but you like to give me ones as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we give the initial middle name and last initial of a player. And then we got to give it. We got to figure out who it is, and we can give clues if we uh, if we want to, I guess. Mm -hmm. All right, who's going first? Are you giving the clue or uh, you? You want me to give one first? All right. Um, these are all related to people who I've talked about in today's show. Okay. So if you don't even know who these players are, you've heard right. me mention them on mine. Okay. All right. The first one is J. Franklin S. Not a trick either. So if you go with J and S, you'll be good. Oh, might need a little clue. I had a longer clue, but I think right. I'm just going to give you a one-word clue. All right, your one-word clue is Rain. I forgot his first name. <laughs> you remember his last name? Same. Uh-huh. I forgot his first name. Oh, let me get your notes here then so you can't look it up either. I, I think you got it. You got it. Yeah. it it's Johnny Sane. Yeah. I did not know his middle name was Franklin, but I thought it was only fair today's ones. I picked all people who were actually in Sane's episode. Same middle name is Jackie Robinson. Uh, no, it was Roosevelt. 
people, Franklin Roosevelt. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because it was Roosevelt Park in Close. Montreal. Close. Actually, I just wondered. I wonder if Roosevelt Park is still in Montreal. I don't know. A lot of those old stadiums kind of got demolished and stuff. Hey, Dad. Um, but I'd like to, if like it's still there, I'd like to go visit. Just dig, from, dig the bottom out, um, lift it up, carry it on a big truck, uh -huh. and then just um, put it down. Now, people aren't going to know this, but some of the ones you picked in episode 43 were really obscure. <laughs> so. What? I, well, they weren't obvious ones. I thought you might pick, like, Red Sox players or something. They I, were obvious. No, they were not obvious. Well, people can listen next episode and Remember? they can decide. I yeah, know you got, were. like, all of them. I know, but I did one of them. I was like, I'm sure it's not this one. And then he was like, it's the only one. I said, it's the only person I can think of with these initials. And you were like, correct. And I was like, what? All right, go on. What's your first one this Ari. V-E... Wait. What? Um, V-Edward J. Ah, uh, well, I know what that I think is, I'm assuming that. You didn't give me a middle name, did you? I did. What was the middle name? V. Edward Jackson. Wait. Hold on. J. I thought it was Vlad Guerrero Jr. But that's what I thought you were going to do. But I just didn't realize you said the last name is J. So first name is V. And the last name is J. I was sure I may you... or may not have tricked you. I was sure you picked Vlad Guerrero Jr. Hold on. What was the middle name again? Edward. Edward. So is his first name perhaps Edward then? Alright, is it Edwin Jackson then, from what you just said? No. There was a picture, his name's Edwin Jackson, no. I'm sure. Um, and the last name's J. V. These are real, like Viv, Vladimir. Uh, you, like you said, you might have tricked me, so perhaps it's not those real initials there. Huh? I, I think I'm going to have to give up on this All one. Alright, Bo Jackson. What's his, real, what's his real name then? Vincent Edward Jackson. It is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that was a good one. I don't think I knew that. Right. So, unfortunately, I know the player, but I didn't really watch that era, so I didn't know that. No, I think that was a good one. My All clue right. was going to be he played in the NFL. Oh, that would have been a good... Oh, I didn't even think of asking for the extra clue. All right, next one. E. Raymond S. And I wasn't sure if you would get this one, but I actually think you will. I wasn't sure if you knew this player, but I know that you definitely know this player now. I think the clue, if I give it to you, might be too obvious. And it's definitely not a trick one. It is definitely E for the first name and S for the last name. I need the... Uh, he played second baseman on the Brooklyn Dodgers on Jackie Robinson's debut. He played leadoff. He batted leadoff as well on Jackie's debut. Oh dear! Wow, I thought I wasn't sure you would get this, but since you meant you said you knew this player as well, when I asked you who did you know from the Dodgers, you knew this player as well. All right, I think you're gonna have to give up then, right? Um, I all I can think of with the S is Snyder. No, it's not Duke Snyder. Nope. nope. Um, that's the wrong era. That was the fifties, not the forties. That was the World Series when Duke Snyder was playing. I think Duke Snyder is Edwin, isn't he, as well? So it might actually have worked with the E and the S, actually. Uh, I'm going to have to tell you, then. It's right. Eddie Stanky. You even knew Eddie Stanky, so I wasn't sure you'd remember that name. Dad, but you mentioned it earlier, so... Um, you should have given the clue stunk. Um, skunk. That's not a baseball clue, though. But, first of all, all right, next. Stanky. Come on, give me... I know why you're asking me for that, but... G. Randall H. G. Randall H. Oh gosh, I'm struggling to even think of the last. Is this a current player? 
Okay. Um, oh my gosh. Age. Oh, well, it can't be that. That would be too... F oh, well, you just say it's a current player. I was just wondering with G and H, the first player that came to mind was Gil Hodges. <laughs> but it's obviously not Gil Hodges then, because you just said current yeah. player. Oh my gosh. Um, G and H. Uh, I think you're going to have to give me a clue. Oh, hold on. No, 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 no. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's gonna. It's gonna. Is it. I always get Hendrickson? Henderson. Henderson. Okay. I always kind of get him. Or Henrik. I always get Henrickson, Hendrickson, Henderson. I kind of all get them mixed up. Hey, okay. Dad, just what was of, his middle name? Um, Randall. Oh, Randall. Okay. Hey, Dad, just huh. think of the, um, the musician. Huh? I think. What musician? Wait, never mind. It's close. <laughs> Who's the musician? The guitar guy. What guitar guy? Like Jimmy something. Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, it's close. Okay. <laughs> Hendrix and Henderson. It's close. Oh, okay. It's All close. Right. I'll think of Jimmy Hendrix. According to you. I didn't say it was close. You said it was close. All right, last one. I'm going to give you two middle names this time. They don't normally list two <laughs> middle names. H. Peter, Henry, R. Is this like a current one? No, this is somebody I mentioned in the talk. So this is somebody who Jackie Robinson played with. But I put this one as the last one because it's a little sneaky. So you might be better just focusing on the last name, the R. Although I'm not sure, I didn't actually look to see why. But I am wondering, I think Peter might be significant as a middle Pee -wee name. Peewee Reese. Peewee Reese. I'm wondering if that's where the Peewee comes from. Peewee obviously means shorter, but I'm wondering if the P in Peter is where the Peewee came from. So um, his, oh, I didn't actually write down his first name. Oh, man. I forgot to write down what his first name was. So uh, hold on. Go ahead. You can tell me your last one right. while I type it in. H. Ambrose J. Say that one more time for me. H. Ambrose J. So you picked H again? Oh my gosh, I've got to think of... Uh... Oh no, you picked... No, that was the last name last time, wasn't it? Um, Ambrose is not going to help me, obviously. Wait, Dad, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> uh, it could be Jackson as the last name again. Uh, Johnson. Uh, what names begin... I can't think of names that begin with H. That's the thing that I'm struggling on. Uh... I didn't ask for a clue on the last one, but I think I'm going to have to ask for a clue this time. I'm um, struggling. Hit by pitch. Hit by... Hit by pitch? What? That's your clue. H. Ambrose J. Um, that is... You know what my first thought was? What? Uh, Mike Dorsey. <laughs> I know it's clear. No, that's my original clue, but I... <laughs> um, but I decided to change it. Um, H and J... Uh, Harold? No. I can't think of Harold Baines. Um, is it another Orioles player? I know you do like to include Orioles players. Uh, Harvey? No. Uh, Harvey Addicts. I know. Uh, Hideo Nomo, but it's obviously not that either. Um, by the way, Pee Wee Reese's first name was Harold. I just I just looked it up. Um, I don't know. I think he got me, JJ. All right. Huey Jennings. Uh, who's that? I don't even He's know that. He's the um, hit by pitch leader. Oh, uh, I thought you said he was a mod. Oh, no, you said that for the last one. I asked, is it a modern player? And you said yes. Okay, well, I had no chance again. I don't think I would have got that anyway, but I do remember the name now. Yeah. I told you it was going to be like. 
Fury. Okay, well, I think that's fair enough. All right. So I beat Data too. I'm gonna guess we're gonna keep playing this game then. I think you can't. Actually, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna I'm tell everyone who's listening now. When we recorded episode 43, because I know we recorded out of sequence. As soon as we finished recording, you ran straight upstairs and said, "I'm gonna do my three names." Uh, so I know that you like playing. I'm the gonna main do game. three more. All right, outro time. Right. I'm gonna let the big giant baby Yoda that we have in here do it. <laughs> It doesn't sound as good. <laughs>